0: Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hebrews chapter 3 from 5, And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant, for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterwards But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of our hope firm to the end. So let's all say we are the house of God. Please say it again. We are the house of God. And then, after talking about we being the house of God, if you study the text very carefully, he's always been talking about. Christ as compared to great figures in the Old Testament, the great personalities in Judaism. So he compared Christ to angels, the angels. And then after comparing Christ to the angels and proving and showing us that Christ is superior to the angels, then he comes to begin to compare Christ to Moses. And he says that Christ is our high priest and is our apostle. And Christ is better than Moses in a certain sense. One sense is the son. And another sense is the builder of the house has more honor than the house itself. And then he went on to say, and we are Christ's house, the house of God. All right. So in the verse six again, let's all read it from the screen. Hebrews 3, 6. Let's go. Let's read it from the, from the screen. Let's go. But Christ has a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of our hope firm to them. Says whose house we are. Let's all say that together. Whose house we are? Say it louder. Whose house we are. Whose house we are? Now, so he says that we are the house of Christ. Now look at after making that case, he didn't continue in the comparison, he changes the focus slightly. So look at the next verse, verse 7. It starts with a very important word. So, based on the fact that we are the house. Of Christ. Therefore then he goes to quote from the Old Testament that's where he begins to introduce the matter of rest. So he says that therefore as the Holy Spirit says today if you hear his voice okay do not harden your heart as in the day of rebellions uh, in the day of rebellion uh, the day of trial in the wilderness. So then he began to talk about Psalm 95 break psalm 95 down and he said david when he was talking about psalm 95 he was making reference to the children of israel who had opportunity to enter the rest of god which was was the the land of canaan so that's the only rest they could have entered so he went on to talk about they drank the water they passed through the red sea but with not all of them entered the promised land so actually he's talking about canaan but remember the key Point here is the house of God. Then he says that therefore, because we are the house of God, therefore, as it is said today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. we are the house of God. So what does that God to do with us not hardening our heart? He is talking about that God had a house which was brought out of Egypt. An example of God's house brought out of Egypt, but not all those who brought were brought out of Egypt. They came out of Egypt. Which is, Egypt was a type of the world. How many of us have been delivered? So we have come out of the world. We have been called out. We have been delivered. So we are very similar to the Israelites who came out of Egypt. That is why he's using them as an example to warn us because we are in a certain sense like them. Does that make sense? So now, he says that because we are the house of God, he said, therefore, because of that, therefore, as he said, then he quoted the psalm, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart, as in the day of rebellion, where, uh, in the day of trial and the wilderness, verse 9, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Go to the next verse. Therefore, I was angry with them, with that generation, and said, they always go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. Verse 11. So he's talking about the Israelites. But interesting, this is a quotation from Psalm 95. And we are the house of God. So therefore, this is why God said to the that house, that's those guys. So he brought those guys in to warn us. So look at verse 11. So I saw because of their misbehavior, because they tried me in the wilderness. So I swore in my wrath that they will not enter my rest. So then you can be part of those people who are supposed to benefit from entering God's rest, but God can swear and kick you out. And start to Look at the next verse. He said, beware brethren, lest there be in you. So he brought the warning that watch out. Let there be in you an evil of unbelief in departure from the living God. Because verse 10, they are just talking in the verse 10 about how they always go astray in their hearts. So the verse 12, he warns us that we should be careful. Let there be an evil heart. The same heart condition they had. You can also be in the church and have it. And that heart condition is evil because it stops you from getting to your destination. Now, so this brings out an interesting point. Can you be saved and lose your salvation? Is that, is that what he's talking about? That you are not entering the rest? You'll get your understanding in a minute. So, because we are the house of God, he begins to compare us to the children of Israel. Now, verse 13, he says that we should encourage each other whilst it's today. But this instead of allowing an evil heart to develop, he said, bad, exhort one another daily what is called today. And then, see, that today was not just saying it's today. He, the house is called Verse seven. Look at verse seven. Therefore, he said, "Today." So he goes back. Whilst we have got the opportunity, to just like them, in the today matter. So is there, that today is a quotation in the verse thirteen. That's why it's in quotation marks. He refers to Psalm ninety-five again. So he refers that quotation. That was well. Remember, brothers and sisters, I'm talking about verse seven, and verse seven is. Following on from verse six, because we are the house of God, therefore as the Holy Spirit today, Say, because you are today, there's something about the today of the people of God. There's something we are supposed to do today to entitle us for the rest tomorrow. Yeah. So, he, verse verse thirteen again, verse thirteen again. He he goes on to exhort that today, lest you be hardened through the discipline. Now look at verse fourteen for we have become partakers of Christ. Now we have shared something. We are all partakers of Christ. If we, if, if we hold um, the, uh, the, the beginning of our covenant step fast to them, just like verse 6 says that if, there was an if condition. I explained it some time ago, so I don't want to go into Then verse 16, verse 15, he brings back these guys. Why is it? he say he break the quotation again? See, there is an agency he's trying to draw attention to, and he's comparing the today So when God told them today, don't harden your heart. If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. God spoke because he said that they missed it because they hardened their heart. The only one who didn't miss it, uh, only two guys, Joshua and Caleb. And Bible said clearly about Caleb that he had a different heart. In fact, he said that, look at uh, Numbers chapter, put you on the screen. Numbers chapter 14 verse 30. Numbers chapter 14 verse 30. Caleb was the one who said, except Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun, you, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I will, I will make you dwell in that rest. So he brought them into taking them into rest, but because of the hardness of their hearts, he swore, which I would swore that I was bringing. Now he swore that you entitled. And so now we, it's our day today. We, now that we are his house, he said, Beware. So that is the, so then he builds it up. Then from verse 15, it talks about, it brings a quotation again. Today, if he has, For you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as the day of beware. Verse 16, as the day of revel. For who, having had rebelled? Indeed, was it not, not all who came out of Egypt? Led by Moses, so he's talking about this. Don't get it wrong. He said, those who came out of it. This is who, having had he rebelled. He said, rebelled. Then he went on to, God, verse 17. Now, with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses, uh, corpses fell in the wilderness? Talking about 40 years. They spent 40 years in the wilderness. All right? Now, go to the next. So he's trying to make you, don't get me Wrong. I'm making. I'm making sure you understand. I'm talking about these Israelites, all of whom came out of Egypt. They came out of Egypt, but all of them they didn't get to the land of rest. How is Canaan? Canaan is the land of rest because I've shown you already. Joshua chapter 21, verse verse 43, 43. There it talks about God will bring you to the land of rest. He'll give you rest from all In in um, First Samuel chapter 8, verse 56. They're about, uh, yeah, the first so chapter it talks about Canaan being the land of rest. Look, you are now, uh, uh, first Samuel, so first or second Samuel, let's move. First Samuel chapter 8, or 6 verse 58, no, it can't be 6 verse 58, 8 verse 56. Now, it brought them into rest. And then in Deuteronomy the chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, it talk about the land of rest, which was Canaan. So Canaan was a type of rest, which he was bringing them, but that was not, watch this, that was just, listen to it, that's very important. That was just a shadow. That was just a figure. That was the, the picture. Okay. So in the Old Testament, watch this. In the Old Testament, we saw two pictures of the rest of God. One was in Genesis chapter 1. When God created man, it said, now I found man. So he rested. <laughs> God rested. I won't I finish saying this. You must. It must enter your system. God, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. Okay, so God finished all his works in six days, verse one. And everything the earth and the hosts, verse one, verse one, verse one, and hosts of it were finished, verse two. Now, and in verse two says that, and on the seventh day, God, God ended all his work which he has done, and rested on the seventh day from all his works which he has done. Okay, why did he rest? Because as I said, he has created man. Why? why did he? Because man was created. Watch this, this is interesting. The two things about creation of man. God used the soil of the earth to create man. And then he created him in his image. So he took something from earth, created something in his image. So that he can, that man can be a house of God. So God had found a house, he rested. But that was, so that's why he rested. And then remember in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, very interesting point. Very, <laughs> Mark at 2, verse 27, he said, and it's, this is Jesus talking, he says to them, the Sabbath was not made for man, but it was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So God actually created the Sabbath so that man can enter it. The Sabbath rest, the seventh day. God has a rest waiting for you. Amen. You have been created to enter into rest. Amen. Two images, pictures of the Sabbath rest in the Old Testament. Number one is what? The creation of Adam. Creation of Adam, God has found his rest. Okay. But that was just Adam. So it was a smaller picture. But the picture was blown up, made bigger. Bigger picture in Cana. Cana land was a type of rest. That's why I said, you guys will enter my rest. But they were pictures. But the original rest, they were all foreshadowing the original rest which we have now entered. But when we come into this rest through Christ... All right. So God wanted a place of dwelling. He created man. He rested. And then he called Abraham from the people, moved them to the Canaan land. And it's even a bigger place. And then through the Canaan land, that's the land where they could build the tabernacle. So the tabernacle is, God has always looked for a place on earth to rest. Angels, he can't rest with the angels. <laughs> God didn't plan to rest with the angels. He planned to rest here. So it's like his holiday destination. <laughs> he pla- he's pla- so that's why when he created man, he rested. He was happy. But that wasn't the full rest. It was the beginning of God's rest. Then Jesus comes as the seed of God's rest. He himself was the tabernacle of God. So he, he was born. That's why it's called Emmanuel. Okay, Emmanuel, God with us. So he was born, and remember in John chapter 1, verse 14, Bible says that, and the, the word became flesh, okay, and dwelt. The Greek word translated, dwelt amongst us, it is, is means tabernacle. The same word for the tabernacle in the Old Testament. So Jesus was like, and as a matter of fact, God used certain individuals like Abraham, like Noah, they are all kind of mini-mini kind of type of rest because God is always vessel-minded. Yeah. So t- but then, those ones we can just skip over because that was not the main rest. Adam rest, a bigger rest, um, Canaan, and then the or- original rest was Christ. But Christ, watch this, but Christ was a seed. His earthly life was a seed so that we can become his house. And then now God has found himself a rest. Am, am I making sense? So we, that's why I was talking about. So we being his house. That's for why he, he warned us. Now, we are God's rest. And we are invited to enter his rest. The church is God's rest. Back to Hebrews chapter 3. So he began to explain that these guys, um, uh, the, uh, what the rest I'm talking about is the Old Testament saints. Those who came out of Egypt, verse 19, Hebrews 3:19, says that. So we see that they could not enter, enter in because of unbelief. Look, go to the next verse and see. The next verse, therefore, see that therefore we saw in three verse seven. The therefore, remember, Hebrews 3:7. He says that after talking about we being the house of God, or we being Christ's house, he said, therefore, today here. He has brought the therefore again. So he said, therefore, since a promise remains, that's the first time the word promise was used in the book of Hebrews, but it's a significant word. Since a promise remains of entering his rest, it's still valid, I explained in the previous one. Let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. What does it bring to mind? The Old Testament, guys. So, still, you were supposed to enter his rest. Now, I'm trying to get this to you today that how do you enter his rest? I've been trying, attending, but no matter, I never get it. Today I'll get it. How do you enter his rest? And, and enjoy the rest. The rest of God, so long as we are concerned, entering the rest of God is in three stages. One, when you are in Christ. So, is anyone in Christ here? Then yes. so you've, you've entered the rest of God. Yes. All right. Have you noticed that the church was not born in a day? So things grow. God is a God of progress. So he created Adam as a rest, but he worked on this, and then by the time the Canaan land came, it's a big group of people. It's a nation. They were his rest. Canaan land was the rest, and the tabernacle was there. And then Jesus comes, He came as a seed, which is growing. Now, we are the body of Christ, remember that. So we are, we, we all of us together form the body of Christ. But we are still growing. We are still growing. It's in process. Now that you are already part of the body of Christ, as it were, you have entered because Jesus said, come and I'll give you rest. So being in Christ entitles you to the rest of God. You've actually entered the first stage of the rest of God. I'm going to show you the second stage because if we have already entered, he wouldn't have said, let us be careful. lest the promise, we fall short of it. So that means that there still is a certain type of rest. Being in a church, you are in a rest of Christ because come on to me, Matthew 11 28. Uh, 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 come to me, all oh, who labor are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. So you come to Jesus. Being in Jesus is a type of rest. And actually, you can attest to the fact that when you became born again, you could tell that you've entered a state of rest in your spirit. It's not necessarily exterior, it's in your spirit. You have peace with God, you are restful in life, in your spirit. You feel that it is well with your soul. Hallelujah. So we we have come into rest, but then there still remains a rest. So which is this rest? I will show you that it is in two stages. Quickly, let's go to Hebrews again, chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse, okay, I think we should take from verse three. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he said. Ah, Do you see that? For we who have believed, we do enter the rest. That, he used the word, that rest. That rest, that has always been spoken about. It's not just the Canaan land, no. It's not Canaan, But in their time, it was typified by Canaan land. But he said, we enter that rest. No, we will enter. Those who have believed, we do enter that rest. So we have come into a certain type of rest, which is Christ, all right? We, watch, we do enter that rest. As he said, I swore, in my wrath they shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the family the rest was already valid from adam so it's what are you guys you can't enter the rest so it wasn't just canaan so long as they were concerned it was typified by canaan but actually bigger than canaan because some of you can't have the chance of going to israel okay christ is our canaan land Praise God. All right, now go go back to the text again, verse four. For he has spoken in a certain place on the seventh day. Remember that. This is the first time he's bringing seventh day, the seventh day, the Sabbath rest. So it's not just you have travel, you are tired, you are resting, but this is pointing because God rested. So he has spoken a certain day in a certain day, in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his work. You're talking about the rest of God. And he's pointing that this where we are entering is the one in Genesis. God created us to enter that rest. And he says that when you are in Christ, you have started in the rest, but the actual rest is still valid. That's why, because we are the house of God. Am I, am I making sense? Are you sure? <laughs> Honestly, okay, let me see how I can simplify it. God created man. And when he found man, he said that, now I can rest. He said, man, the Sabbath rest, seven-day rest, was was created for you, not you, for the rest. So I entered, I said, now you two come into my rest. But no one has fully actually entered the rest. Even though Joshua and Caleb entered, he said that that's not the rest. And now we are in Christ. He said, we who believe do enter rest. But he said, there's still valid. We have to be careful, lest we don't, we fall short of entering that rest. So the actual rest, which is from Genesis, the seventh day rest, the Sabbath rest of God, is still valid for you to enter fully. Is it on this earth? I'm going to show you. Now, look at it. Verse 5. Verse 5. Again, he said, they shall not enter my rest. Since, watch this, verse 6. Since, therefore, it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Why didn't they enter? Why did they not enter? So then, if you also keep your disobedience, you ain't going to enter. Therefore, they don't enter because of disobedience. Verse 7 Again, he designated a certain day, saying in David, that's the scripture we quoted. To see that today has come back. Today, after such a long time, he just quoted the today. He said today. Then he came out of the quotation, said that after such a long time, God is still talking about today. It's Moses, they are gone. It's David after... David, the, the, um, the years between Moses and David is a long time. We are talking about hundreds of years. But after such a long time, it's still, God is still talking about today. And he prophesied in David today. Okay, put it on the screen again, verse 7. So after such... Verse 7, please. Again, after such a long time, it, uh, as it has been said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. See, the thing is the heart to... Oh. Remember, their heart didn't make them enter. And he showed us the key. that So that your heart doesn't get stubborn. don't stop fellowshipping and encouraging each other. Because okay. that will affect your heart. And it will affect your entering the rest. Amen. So it's like going to church is actually not doing the pastor a favor or the church members. You're actually helping yourself to enter the rest yeah. of God, the actual rest of God. Shout amen. 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 Because we are the house. Right. Verse 8. Now look at verse 8. We are going to verse 9. That's interesting. For if Joshua had given them rest, Joshua entered, but if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterwards have spoken of another day. Right. So the rest of God is talking about there's another day. Canaan land is not the actual, because Joshua entered it with the, not the original guys who came out, but their children. All right. So as it were, the children entered the Canaan rest. But I said, if that was the rest he's talking about, he wouldn't have spoken about another day. That today in David, after such a long time, God is still talking about rest, then, what is the, the, because we thought it was Kedalan, which other one are you talking about, yeah, there's one, (laughs) there's actual rest, the main one, all those ones were pictures, images, just foreshadowing, showing how people can miss out on entering the rest, and people can enjoy in the rest, but these are just pictures, the reality is in the New Testament, does that make sense, alright, now let's move to verse 9, read from your Bible, so that you can do some underlining work, oh no the word has come again the first three ways there remains therefore ah. That's interesting <laughs> there remains therefore a rest for the people of god let's all read that out loud there there rest of the of god. some of you didn't read it let's all read it out loud again there there rest of the of god. louder for the last time please who are the people of God? Is there anyone here who is part of the people of God? Yes. They say that there remains therefore a rest for you. Amen. That means, what am I in? No, 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 you haven't yet really fully entered. There remains a rest for you. Say, there remains a rest for me. <laughs> rest for me. And then look at the way verse 10, is verse 10 is kind of interesting, but let me work through it. For, for he who has entered God's rest has Himself also sees from his, his his works as God also sees from His. So once you enter the rest, the rest you see it from your own doings. Now why is Christ a type of rest for us? Because when you get into Christ, you are not doing trying to do anything to please God. Christ, God is just pleased with you because you are in Christ. So it's not your way. You have entered the rest of God. So you see from your own way, trying to obey a law, right, trying to do, you are saved by grace. God is just pleased with you. The fact that you are in Christ, He's just happy with you. Shout out, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fact that you are in Christ means God is, I like the way someone puts it, uh, I think oh. I, I've quoted it before. I heard a certain man say, a certain Bible, I think true Bible. He said, God is saying me okay. <laughs> God is saying, me okay. Now that's justification. You are okay, okay? Yo, I'm happy with you. Christ alone, God, He says, my hope is built on nothing else but Jesus, than Jesus' uh, blood and righteousness. I dare not stand in sweetest frame, but only lean on, only trust in Jesus. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak, made strong in the Savior's blood through the storms, he is Lord. We have entered his rest so that he does the job. Watch this. He does the job and brings us the title deed. Amen. Amen. What, what you don't know is that Christ, God, is actually smiling over your life. Amen. God looks at you and his His. You know, emoji, emoji. Smiling yeah, face. smiling face. Always, listen, not a day is from, always. As long as you are in Christ, you are in rest. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Everything, God looks at you, and God is, like, God is like this. So can you imagine if Satan wants to mess up with you? Because when he looks at you, then he sees Satan coming and I'm trying to tempt you to mess up and you're about to mess up. Angels are worried. Don't don't mess up. Don't mess up. But as long as you stay in Christ, I love you forever. I love you. He said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Tell someone I'm loved. So in Ephesians chapter chapter 1, he says says that we have been uh, accepted in the beloved. Ephesians 1, 7. Six and seven. I said, we are accepted." He said, "In Him we have redemption through His blood, forgiveness of sin according to His grace." Go to the next verse. According to His grace, which He made abound to us as in the wisdom. Oh, verse, verse six. Eh? Oh, go to verse six. Let me see. If, uh, uh, pray God, which is, yes, by by which He made us accepted in the people who are loved, accepted in Christ. We have been accepted. Christ is the beloved. Remember, this my beloved, uh, only because in whom am well pleased. My beloved for God so loved that the word that he gave is only begotten Son. So Jesus is the begotten son and beloved of Christ, and we are accepted in him. And so once you are in Christ, you are in the beloved. We are all, we are the beloved. We are we say, you don't know. God is head over heels. Over heels. He's, he's, permit me to use this word, not in the direct sense, but just Figuratively, God is madly in love with you. Yeah. He loves you. He lo- That's why there's nothing you can do for Him to change His mind about you. Wow. Do you hear what I just said? Yes. There's nothing, nothing, there's nothing you can do for God to say, Oh, I don't love you anymore. I've changed my mind. I don't want to see you. No, it's too late. Once you are in Christ, you are in Him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then, ah, Pastor, I'm, I'm glad. If I can leave anyhow, He still loves me. You, you, forfeit you forfeit the rest. The rest. The rest. He loves you. But now, because of my time, let me take you further. Into these t- stages of rest. There are two more stages I've not spoken about. In, for the Christian, the first one is stage of, of rest is what? What's the first stage? In Christ. The second stage is the millennium. Yes, some of you have not heard about this. The millennium because the millennium rest. The millennium rest, or the, let, me, no, but, but, let me use the word. The kingdom rest. The kingdom rest is not yet now. The kingdom say the kingdom rest is when Christ is going to come back and take his own. And we shall reign with him for a thousand years. That's not the end of the ages, though. No, that's not the end of the ages. We will reign with Christ. All right, now let's let's look for some texts to support what we're saying. Revelations. Before we go to Revelations, Psalm 37, verse 11. Let's all read it from the screen. What does it say? This, you will inherit the earth. You are not going anywhere. This whole earth will be changed. And we, those righteous, we will here. This is where we inherit. There's a certain truth in that. Because even when everything is finished, the Bible says new heaven and new earth. So the new earth, we will still inhabit there. But this is, they confuse paradise. They confuse this thing with the end of the ages that suddenly everything will go and, and every sinner will be suffering. Will be, and lions will come slain by the lions. No, everything in a ut- utopia. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 5, write it and put it on the screen for me. Matthew chapter 5 verse 5, he says that, can we read it together? Let's go. Yes. Yes. One more time. There is some inheritance to be done on the earth, taking over the earth. Revelation chapter eleven verse fifteen. Revelation chapter eleven verse fifteen. Then the seven angels sounded, and uh, then then the seven angels sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of the world have become the kingdoms of our lord and his christ and he shall reign forever and ever this is the rest we are getting towards now let me take you to revelation chapter 20. watch this very carefully i need to open my bible myself because this we need to go look at the text Revelation chapter 20 we are reading from verse one okay now it says that then i saw an angel coming down from heaven having the key To the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand, he laid hold of the dragon, and the 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 serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him from for how long? For how long? For a thousand years, and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him, so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these uh, things, he must be released for a little while. It's very interesting. These are the things that the modern day charismatic, we don't talk about. What's it thousand year about? I just need to pay my rent. You don't know. How long will you live in that house for? How long will you live in that house for? Church, let us not lose sight of heaven. Let us not lose sight of life after here. That's where Christianity, the hope of Christianity is not getting a new car. Boy, get it once and for all. That is not the hope of Christianity. The hope, the blessed hope of Christianity is the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the hope of Christianity. So the hope of Christianity is not to get married and have babies and then after that what? It does, that's not the hope. Now, listen, so I am trying to say I, can't, I shouldn't have a good house. Shouldn't have. No, that's not what I'm saying. We are blessed people. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. It says that g- godliness with contentment is great gain. Great Gain is not godliness. More money doesn't mean God, more blessing of God. More houses is not a reflection of uh, the blessing of God. Buying a, 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 a new house, five-bedroom house, doesn't mean God is blessed. Because people are buying it. It doesn't mean God is with you. Actually, God can be far from you and be, you, Satan will give you more of these things. Satan told Jesus, if you bow to me, I'll give you the kingdoms of the earth. Yes. So let's get our theology and philosophy, Christian philosophy, properly tuned. Yeah. So that you don't live and be chasing material things thinking that this is all Christianity is about. <laughs> Christianity is not about gaining material things. Christianity is about gaining more of Christ. Yes. Yes. Now, because of my time, when... You become a Christian, you have entered rest in Christ. But that's not the full rest. Now, this second rest I'm talking about, look at verse 4. Revelation 20, verse 4. Interesting. You have to see this one. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Okay? They lived, watch this, and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Verse 6, Blessed Watch this. Blessed and holy is, the, uh, is he who has passed in the first resurrection. Over, uh, over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him. How long? A thousand years. Before the later rest can join. So there's going to be a thousand. It's called the millennial reign. A thousand years, we shall judge angels. Do you don't know that we shall judge angels? How much more the things that happen? so there's a time coming we are going to reign with Christ, but not in heaven on this earth for a millennium. Wow. For a millennium, now watch this. How that is the rest that God is planning on. now. So who can enter this rest? Those who allow themselves to mature in Christ and you enjoy Christ, you let Christ. So those sinning who enter that rest, oh. That's why I said, be careful lest you you'll miss out on the rest coming. I'm saved by grace. Yeah, you are saved by grace, but you miss out on big stuff because that, that second rest is a reward. Okay. Which is different from when everything's ended and we are now finally with God. That one is not a reward, that one is just the final destination. But there's going to be a rest, which is a reward. A reward to who is like a prize, prize, say prize. Can I show something to you? Paul, Paul, say Paul in oh. Philippians chapter chapter 3. This is interesting, Pastor. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Put it on the screen because my time, my time. Not that I am already a thing, or I'm already perfect, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which uh, for which Christ has. Look, hold Look at verse thirteen. Look at verse thirteen. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do: forgetting the things that are behind and reaching out to, to uh, forward for, to those things which are ahead. Verse fourteen is the one I'm going now. Watch this. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ. There is a prize ahead, though. There is a prize ahead. The way you are living this your Christian life. There is a prize to win ahead. Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27, this will blow your mind. This is not talking about after, can you imagine Paul himself not going to heaven? No. Paul will miss heaven. But look at how he said. He said, do you not know that those who run in the race uh, all, uh, 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 run, uh, all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain the prize. Go to the next verse. Look at this. Look at this. The next verse. Everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do this to obtain a perishable crown instead of using athletics to compare. Co- compare. But we, for an... So we, there is a price we know. We, for an imperishable crown. Go to the next verse. This is getting serious now. Therefore, Paul, me, Paul, me, me, who have suffered from Christ, said, I run thus, not with uncertainty, that I fight, not as one beating the air. Why? But I discipline my body and bring in some justice, lest when I have to others, myself be disqualified from that rest, from that prize. There is a day of reward ahead. Let me show you. In Luke chapter 19, verse 17 and verse 19, you will see Jesus gave hints about this reward He said, This is, um the talent. He said, Well done, good, uh, good servant. Because you were faithful in very little, have authority over 10 cities. Reign with Christ. Great, 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 great. Look at verse 19. The one who said, Likewise, he said, You also be over five cities. So we'll, we'll reign in different levels in the millennium rest. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you live cheap Christian life, say, eh, By grace, by grace, by grace. By grace, you will get grass. That's why I warn us, even though we are in rest, we should be careful. Lest the promise of entering the rest we fall short of it. It's talking about the reward, the price. Paul was running towards this price. All the believers they were pressing to us. That's why they were serving God faithfully. You uh-huh. will not up, up, applaud them, but they knew there was a reward ahead. There was a crown ahead. They were pushing. And so this is not talking about just heaven. This is talking about reigning in Christ. The rest thousand years reign. Oh, I'll prefer that one. I prefer that one better than 20 years of enjoyment, so-called fleshly enjoyment in sin. Some of you, it's only five years enjoyment. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 21 and 23. Matthew 25, 21 and 23. His Lord said to him, well done. May you work so hard in Christ that you hear him say this about you. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful, sir. You, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So, he's not talking about when you are saved, you will go to heaven one day, but not the rest now. You won't, the rapture is coming for those who are going to enter the rest. Wow. The millennial rest. That one is a prize, it's a reward for your faithful service and your faithful, how you have matured in Christ, how you have allowed Christ to be established in you. God who said, come into my rest. Look at verse 23. Matthew 5, 25, 23. It says that his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful. servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the... Did you see that? There is a joy ahead. There is a rest ahead. Amen. Now, does Hebrews make sense? For he who has entered the rest of God has ceased from his labor. Yes. This rest is called in the, in the Greek Sabbathismus. That's the only time that word was used in the entire Bible. The, once it was used one, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. It says that there remaineth rest. That rest, there remaineth rest for the people of God. It means there remaineth a Sabbath rest. The 7th day rest which God created from the beginning mm. is still valid for the people of God to enter. That is why he was warning us, beware, lest you become like the people who came out of Egypt. Oh, hallelujah! hallelujah. Now, ask whether you are entering or not. It's up to you. Your pastor can't do much. He can't pray for you to enter it. He can't pray for you. I mean, I can't pray for you to pass... An exam you have not you don't want to prepare for. So those of us who are just early, edly, eadly, eadly, early, 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 who this breakthrough generation. Wow. You are in church and because you are not married, you are really not serious. You are just actually serious because you are waiting to be married. Wow. All your Christian life is marriage driven, it's job-driven. Breakthrough and then the other people on the other side is Satan running away, believers. They are running away from Satan, that's all. I did not been for the demons in their family life. They wouldn't serve God. But they are serving God, not because they love Jesus, but they are serving God because of their fear for demons. Their fear for failure. Their fear for sicknesses. They want the rest that is in Christ, the earthly rest that I will give you rest. That's why they are in. They are in church for breakthrough. Some people are did not been for your demonic challenges. You will not come to church like this. it's not because you love God, you want to walk with Christ. Paul puts it this way. He said that be careful how you build because whatever you build on this salvation God has given you, it will be tested with fire. Some will be saved by it will be like you know, First Corinthians chapter ten chapter three. First Corinthians chapter three, verse twelve look at it this is This is an interesting text. Paul said me, listen, when he was talking other one, First Corinthians chapter nine, he said me, I don't run like someone who is aimless. I don't fight, I'm beating the air. He said, I run in such a way that I will obtain the prize. He said, I bring my body under subjection so that after me preaching to people, it doesn't mean you can be a preacher. Can you imagine Paul is going to hell? No, he's not talking about hell. That is not hell. You are saved, so you don't even go to hell. You are saved, but you enter the rest. You won't receive the prize. Right. He said, that, "Well done, thou good and faithful. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Reign over cities. Some will reign over ten cities. Some will reign over five cities. Some will reign over two cities, and some will not reign over anything." He calls you a wicked servant. Hey. Away from me! You can't enter my rest. First Corinthians chapter three, verse twelve. Now, if anyone builds, um, if anyone builds. Okay, I think we should go back to verse 11. So again, okay. for no other foundation, uh, uh, for no other foundation can any for no other foundation can one lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Go on. So we are all in Jesus now. Yeah. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation, gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, straw, each one's work. So everyone is building, you know? Each one's work will be, become clear, for the day will declare it. Because it will be revealed wow. by fire. And the fire will test each one's wealth. what sorts you are building. Wow. Wow. So you can be coming to church and be shouting, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Ah! We don't know whether it's gold or silver or wood, precious stone or clay. But fire will test it and we will know straw. strong. Everyone's wealth will be tested. There's the day coming up. Every uh, look at go to the next verse. Look at the, are you ready for this? Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. Go to the next one. But if anyone's work is bent, he will with suffer loss by himself will be saved. saved. So as through fire, after heaven, you will go. Anyone's work is burned, he will suffer losses, but he himself will be saved, yet as through fire. What are the works? The way you are building your Christian life. This is your church life. You think you are doing it for a pastor? You think you are doing it? when we say we are fasting I can't be bothered. When we say we are winning souls, there are people here who never bothered to come and look for. Let me join, even, even though I can't preach to anyone myself. I don't do it. Let me even join these people as we go and reach out to souls you don't care you're looking for breakthrough for demons to leave your back and that's all you're looking for job money and they say they won't tell you because they want you to keep coming to church some people they are afraid that if they tell you this you'll be offended you might as well go to hell Yes, oh no, listen i'm telling the truth you may take you may think it's offensive it's not offensive actually it's t- truth truthful truth offensive. <laughs> Think about it. Now, if you are not interested in Christ, you actually go to hell according to the Bible. Is it not true? Yes. And why are you telling me I'm going to hell? Because the Bible is telling you, I have someone need to make say it. If you are not, if you are not building with gold, this life eh, is short. Oh, yes. This life, some are in church, beverly, some are in church. They are building with straw. They are building with straw. Some are building with clay. Some are building with wood. Fire is coming. <laughs> no, seven, heaven, eternal, you won't be in hell, no, but when you are born again, that's the only thing that makes you not go to hell, okay, because we are the house of God, but you can come out of Egypt and not still enter into Canaanite, that's why he's warning us, Hebrew guys, he's warning us, river crosses, he's warning us, be heavenly minded, he's warning us, be careful how you are building. You can smart a pastor. You can smart your the, the, um, your departmental leader. You can smart the other Christian brothers. You can smart them and live your own life. You don't care, and and maybe judgment will not show on this earth. No, no, you can be for, you can fornicate, and fornicate and not be caught, and not be sick, and nothing will happen. Your job will going on well. And yet, you are married and you have a girlfriend. Your job is good. In fact, you have bought a new house. You are buying new things that seem to be going very well. And yet, so everything you're OK Oh, This thing they say, me I don't. no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. That day will be revealed by fire. We will find out. Don't worry. We will find out. When I finish, I and be catching little, little sisters. And be doing stuff. Don't worry. The day will reveal it. The day, it's easy to stand here and just jab, 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 yeah, jab, yeah, jab, jab, yeah. jab, But as to who you originally are, we will all find out the day will tell. The day will tell. The day will tell. That's why everyone should stay on your track and run your race. Run your race with perseverance. Run your race looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of majesty on high. The day will reveal it. The day will reveal it. Christian, brother, this Christian life is real. It's not another social offshoot. It's real. Let's walk with God. Let's build our spirits. And then when we go to verse 11 and verse 12 is when it comes in with, um, for the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. Hey, I can't wait to get this. this matter of rest, so what's the third rest? I think I should just drop that in the end. The third rest is when all everything, the thousand years is done, Come back, or Satan has been released while. He will be bound for a thousand years. He will be released to beat people, trouble people for another time. And then finally, that, that time, those of us who have been raptured will be in paradise. <laughs> we'll be enjoying with Christ. No, the reigning will be the thousand years. By the thousand years, we'll be with Christ again. And then those who will suffer uh, the satanic attack and persecution and tribulation, those who will be saved after that, then we will all. Now, so that one, there's no reward. We are all now at home with God. <laughs> when Satan is found, finally cast into the bottomless pit and those, those who didn't receive Christ are going to hell. Those of us who have received Christ go to heaven. So you can go to heaven even though you had mess in your Christian life. But you genuinely are a believer. Because some of you, after you became, you know you are born again, but you still be messing up. It doesn't mean you go to heaven. You go to heaven, but you suffer losses. Hey. Did someone receive something? Yes. Listen, I want only one thing: that when the Master comes, I hear Him say to me, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." That's why I here. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm pushing the way I push. It's not because I need anything from you. No, I'm doing the master's will. I want to build with gold. I want to build with gold. That's my biggest desire in life. Is God use me? God, just use me. I prepare. I want to work on myself so I stay away from iniquity so I can be a vessel of honor, a vessel of gold. God use me. Then, as He's using me, I'm building with gold. Then one day I'll hear Him say, "Well done, thou good." I don't want him to tell me, away from me, you wicked and lazy servants, whose house we are. Therefore, today, is an emergency. Don't postpone. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the day of rebellion. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entwe, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.